Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what TGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. We don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, we work things good, and that is what we That's why I love There you have it. You have an insightful show. Amen. Glory to God. Handling delays, and it's a appointment in your faith work. Handling delays, and it's a appointment in our faith work. Handling delays, and it's a appointment in our faith work. So, um, I do not intend this sermon to answer every question about why something did not happen, why something happened. Okay, so I'm not going to answer every question to say, okay, to answer every question about why. That person, that person died, you know, why that, that, why that prayer was not answered, you know. There are things we can only know by revelation. Okay? There are things we can we probably only know by special revelation of God, okay? Especially in the specifics. So, the best we can do is analyze our own issues. You know, where there are delays, where there's appointment, okay? The best we can do is to analyze our own Personal instances and not stand as a judge over the issues of others. Again, the best you can do is to analyze your own instances and not stand as judge over the issues of others. So, you pray it did not work or something, you believe it did not happen, you pray, you pray for the sick, person, person not get well. The person even died or something, you know. We cannot handle everybody's issues, right? But we can help. We can help us to see the the you know the common areas where we make mistakes and how we can get better and go again and get lay hold of the things that God asks for us. Amen. So please, before we go in at all, okay? I I urge you to not use this. To stand as a judge over other people. To say, ah, that is why he's sick. That is why that one died. No, that, that, that is not your duty, okay? The best you can do is to analyze and sit as judge over your own, you know, situations. Okay? Amen. So when people ask you about that, other people like, it's okay to say, I don't know why it didn't happen, okay? Let's not try to answer everybody's um, questions about why so and so happened or so and so did not Happen when it comes to your own partner faith work, you know, receiving from God or a breakthrough in a particular area of ministry, such as any deceit, you know, um, something like that, something like that. You know, you have a, a, a responsibility to judge, you know, your own self to see, to ask yourself and ask God why what you are praying for has not yet been manifested. Okay, you are to stand as judge over your own self and make. Adjustments, Lord. I've been praying for the sick, it's not happening. Why, Lord? I have prayed myself over this issue, it is yet to happen. Why, okay? 
You have to stand as judge over your own case. Okay? Using God's word. Using God's word for sure. Okay? Stand as judge over your own case. Using God's word to check and see why so and so happened or did not happen. Okay? God wants to God wants you to have all your needs met. God wants you to get all your results instantly. Okay? That, that is God's will for you. Okay? But you know, sometimes it may not happen that way. You have to find out why you know you're experiencing the delay or disappointment. So when you pray and you don't yet receive what you have prayed for, you must still judge God as faithful. You must judge God as faithful. Okay? You must judge God as faithful. You must also know that when it comes to you know receiving answers to prayers, the failure is never on God's part. The failure is never on God's part. It is not really God telling you no, but telling you it is not my will. You know, it's already that. Okay? So we we'll have to find out what exactly you know has caused delay or unanswered prayers. Okay? You should know that God's will for you is that your prayers be answered. God's will for you is to have answered prayers. Amen. John 15, 7. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Look at it. It says, if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. So this is God's will for you, that you ask whatever you wish. And it is done for you. God's will for you is answered prayers. Okay? First John 5, 10 to 15. First John 5, 13 to 15. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. So it is God's will to hear us. Look at that. 15. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of Him. If we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. So it is God's will to hear our prayers. Okay? It is God's will to hear your prayers. Glory to God. Hallelujah. John 14. John 14. Verse 12 to 14. John 14. 12 to 14. John 14. 12 to 14. Very truly I tell you. Whoever believes in me will do the work I have been doing and they will do even better things than this because I am going to the Father, Stephen, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I 
will do it. You understand? This is Jesus speaking. Jesus speaking. He says, you may ask for anything in my name and I will do it. So God's will for you is answered prayers. Okay? God's will for you. So people say, um, you know, that person is sick for God's, for God's glory. No. God's glory is in that person that is sick being healed. Or if the person is healed, God's glory is not yet seen. God's glory is not seen in the problem. God's glory is seen in the, in the problem being solved. Glory to God. So, the Father gets glory in the Son when I ask and receive. So, the glory of the Father is in me getting answers to prayer. That is what brings God glory. So, this is the gospel for you. That you ask and you receive. Glory to God. John 16.24 John 16.24 Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Look at that. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. See, God's will for you is for your joy to be complete. That means you get to a state where all your prayers are answered. That is God's will for you. That your joy will be complete. God wants you full of joy. So whatever does not bring joy is not God. It's not God's will for you. That sickness, that need, that depth, that affliction, that burden, that pain, that broken relationship, that broken marriage, it is not God's will for you. God's will for you is that your joy be complete. So he says, ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. Matthew 7, 7. Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. So this is gospel for you. That when you ask, you receive. And when you seek, you find. And when you knock, the door is open for you. So God's will for you is to have your prayers answered. Romans 8.32 Romans 8.32 Romans 8.32 He who did not scare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things. He that did not fear his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? So, God's will for you is to meet your needs, to graciously give you all things, to heal your body, to, to, to see you living in joy. Okay? God is your father. The joy of a father is the well-being of his children. The joy of a father is the well-being of his children. So, the joy of God in your case is that your needs are met. You are working healthy. You are living in power. You know, your bills are paid. That is God's will for you. So, do not settle for less than God's will. Okay? Awesome. Luke 11, 5 to 10. Luke 11, from 5 to 10. 
Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose that one, that one, one instant answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though you will not get up and give the breakfast of friendship, yet because of your because of your shameless audacity, because of your shameless audacity, your persistence, it will surely get up and give you as much as you need. The saying is that if you refuse to back down in the delay and disappointment, if you refuse to back down, you will surely get as much as you need. So your own job is to never back down. But now says, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And so the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So God's will for you is to have your prayers answered. So many believers know how to undo, undo it when they pray and get instant results. You know, they say God is faithful, God is kind, they are happy, they bless God, they love God, you know. But they struggle when they have delays. God's will for us is to have quick and Instant answers. We must also know how to undo where there are delays and disappointments. We must know how to react, how to how to move over the delay and have our prayers answered. So we must, to do this, we must do the following: to to well undo delays and disappointments in our faith work, we need to know the following. Number one: recognize the devil as the source of pain. And suffering. Recognize the devil as the source of pain and suffering. Recognize him as the source of delay and disappointment. That is in John 10:10. 10, 10. The thief has come to what? To steal, to kill, and destroy. But I am come that you may have life and have life more abundantly. So, where it is not abundant life, it is not God's will for you. It is the devil at work. God's will for you is to live life to the full. Abundant life in him. Okay? So, recognize it as the devil at work. Okay? That is in Acts 10.38. Acts 10.38. Our God, and I think Jesus Christ was not right, with the Holy Ghost of power, he went about doing good, aiding all those who are oppressed of the devil. Okay? So, must recognize the devil as the source of pain. Okay? Don't, don't say things like, um, you know, sometimes when, when things happen that we don't like, people tend to, to, to generate um, reasons that are not biblical. They try to explain it in ways that they feel good for their lives. So when you say, for example, someone dies and you say, God took him because God did his company. That's a lie. That is a blatant, a big, big, 
speak life. Why? We as believers, we are already with God in fellowship. God does not need anybody to die to be with Him. He doesn't need that. Okay? So when you say God took Him, you are saying a fraudulent lie. It might sound good, but it is a lie. Some will say also, when a person gets well or gets healed, they will say, maybe it wasn't God's will to heal him. That is also a lie. We see God's will in scripture, that God's will for us is that our prayers be answered. That is God's will for you, that your prayers be answered. Some people say, you know, God willed it, you know, that God does whatever he wants, you know, that if person, if person gets well, it's God, it doesn't get well, it's also God, you know, that God does whatever, you know, that God does whatever he wants. We know God's description. Okay, for example, First Timothy 2, First Timothy 2, First Timothy 2, are we there? First Timothy two, verse three, three and four. He says, "This is good." And are we following? This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. So look at this. Now, God wants everyone to be saved right awesome do we see everyone saved no again god wants everyone to be saved but do we see everyone saved no that should tell you that even though god wills for prosperity he wills for good health not everyone gets it not because not because god does not want but because god cannot force it on you do you understand god Wants the world to be fine, to be cozy, you know, to be to be lush, you know, everybody, but in an happy, but right. But God does not always have His way. Simple truth, okay. So God can't just do what He wants. God cannot just do what He wants. God does what we pray and believe for. God does what we pray and believe for. So don't say, you know, ah, it is God that will it to be so. You know, people will say it is Amuwa alone, you know, ah, that person is sick, Amuwa alone, person died, Amuwa alone. No, that is not true. If the world is about Amuwa alone, you know, God's doing, everything will be perfect and nice, okay? But we must know, you know, God's will is not always done on the earth. Simple truth. If it's about God's will, there will be no COVID, there will be, there will be, no, there will be no corruption, there will be no bad governance, okay? But God's will is not always done. Okay, we see God's will in Scripture. God's will is clear in Scripture. When you see anybody sick, God's will for them is this: that by His stripes you were healed. That is God's will for the person. Okay, so we we see this thing. Okay, we know that we have been given everything we need to walk in God's will. It is now our responsibility to do to to do what we have to do to enforce God's will over our lives. Do you understand? Know Second Peter one. Second Peter one, three and four. Second Peter one, three and four. Second Peter one, three and four. Follow me. Second Peter one, three and four. Second Peter one, three and four. 
Are we there? Second Peter 1, 3 and 4. Quickly open. Second Peter 1, 3 and 4. So I just say hi. Okay. So he says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who has called us by His own glory and goodness. Through this, He has given us every great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. So he says two things here. He says he has given us everything we need for a life of godliness. You know, so we have been given everything. God has given us his word and his spirit so that we can, through his word and spirit, you know, live a life of good and godliness, a godly life, a, 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 a completely joyful life. Our needs met, our bills paid, our body is healthy. Okay? So he says, with these promises, with, the, with, with, with his word, we participate in his nature. So it is by operating God's word that we begin to participate and enjoy his divine nature. Look at it. It says, having escaped the, the corruption in the world caused by evil desire. So it says that in the world is corruption, right? But we have been given all we need to live above this corruption. We've been given the word to live above this corruption. Are you following this morning? Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, it is our responsibility to enforce the word. Don't blame God and say, God, God will it to happen. No. It is what we um, allow that, that is allowed. I want to forbid forbidding. It's our job to enforce God's will in our lives. Are we following this morning? So, we also know from Hebrews 1-3 that Jesus is the perfect will of God. So, if you want to know God's will over an issue, over an issue, see what Christ did over the issue when he was on earth. For example, when people were sick, Christ never told them, come back tomorrow. He never told them, you know, I will not heal you. He never turned anyone back. He healed all of them that came to him. You know that? Christ healed all those that came to him. He didn't say, you, come tomorrow. You, um, you, it's not my will for you. You, come back next year. Whoever came to Christ, they got what they needed every time. So, we see God's will in Jesus. So, this is the point. Do not begin to doubt God when, 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 when there's a delay. Don't doubt God. Don't blame God. Okay? Or question God's will for your, for your will, for your healing and well-being. Or else, you begin to lose ground. Please write this down. The moment you begin to doubt God, blame God, or question God for your healing and well-being, you begin to lose ground. One more time. The moment you begin to doubt God, blame God, or question God for your healing and well-being, you begin to lose ground. Remember that Satan is the small God, God, G-O-D, of this world. Second Peter 4, 4. This Satan is the God of this world. In Luke 4, from verse 5 to 8. In Luke 4, verse 5 to 8, okay? 
Satan took Christ to the pinnacle of, of, the, of, the, of everything and told him, if Christ will bow to him, he will give him everything because those things have been given to him. So, Satan has, you know, a rightful claim over the world because Adam gave him, you know, authority. So, when you see evil at play, the devil, the god of this world, is running, is running the show. But bless God, we have authority. We, we have authority. In Christ, we have been given authority. So, you know, our job is to displace the works of the devil. Our job is to resist the works of the devil. So, yes, he has rightful claim over others, but not over us. Give my point here. He has a right over the world systems, over the people of the world, but not over us. We have been given all authority in Christ. So, our job is to um, stop the works of the devil wherever we see it. But you must know that wherever, wherever there are issues, sickness, infirmity, it is not God's will at play. No. Okay? So, notice, notice down. Notice down. So, we are in a tough war with the devil. We are in a tough, T-U-R-F, tough war with the devil. And we need to displace him off more countries. God needs to use the believer to displace the devil off more territories. So, that's why I said to occupy, till he comes, occupy, take territories, you know, take territories, take, 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 take territories in your, in your career, your, your, your industry, Mount that pole for Jesus. Put the flag of the kingdom there. Okay, displace the devil, chase him off your top. You get that? You get that? Awesome. So don't blame God for issues, sickness and disease, problems, poverty. They are not gospel force. Okay, know where the issue is. It is the devil at play. Secondly, you must also know that sickness is the foul offspring of sin. Sickness is a foul F-O-U-L offspring of sin. Okay? Now, I'm not saying when you say anybody sick, call them a sinner. No. I'm not saying that is why um, some people that are sick are not healed. Maybe some. But my point is that, you know, don't go and tell people you know, ah, because you are a sinner, is why you are not healed. Um, except you, you know by revelation that, okay, the person I'm praying for, he has so and so issue in his life that he should deal with. Yeah, show the person, okay? But don't go, don't, don't go, don't go about telling everybody that is sick and not healed that it's because they committed a sin. No. Okay? Also, again, you know, we are seeing people that are, that, that are living in sin get healed. So you've got to, you know, be careful. Except you know the revelation that this supply issue, you know, is being delayed by a sin. You know, don't go about telling people their sin is why they are sick. No. Okay? Now, if it is your own issue, however, if for example it is you praying over an infirmity for a while and it's not going, you know, you prayed, you prayed and it's not going, you might need to check yourself. Is there a nagging thing in your life? You will know. Okay? It's not just to think and check. No, you will know if there's a nagging thing in your life. Would it be that 
you are only for forgiveness. Would it be that you are, you are, you are bitter for somebody? Would it be, you know, checks, especially in the area of our love works, check to be sure that you are not, you know, you are, you are not working, you know, out of love. There's a way uh, work, living in sin can stand as an entrance between us and receiving God's best for our lives. So check, check. Very important, okay? Let's go to um, 1 John 3, 23. 1 John 3. 1 John 3. Amen. From 2023. 1 John 3 from 2023. It says, If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts, and He knows everything. 21. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from Him anything we ask because we keep His commands and do what pleases Him. 23. And this is His command to believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as He commanded us. So he's saying, if our heart is not condemned, us, no, if there is no weight of sin in our heart, he says we will have confidence before God and we will receive from God anything we ask because we keep his command. So check, okay, where there's a delay in your life with appointment, check, am I walking in God's will? Is there a lacking sin? Am I avoiding unforgiveness or am I avoiding against anybody? Check, okay, and repent of it genuinely. Okay, repent of it genuinely. Don't let sin stand in the, in the gap between you and God's best for your life. You cannot live in sin and enjoy God's best for your life. Sin is a sinker. Don't let sin sink you. John 5.14 Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. See, sin opens the door to the devourer. Sin opens the door to the affliction to the, to the of the devil. Sin opens the door to the to affliction of the devil. So, what you do? Be on your guard. Do not play with sin. You know, this, we preach grace, right? Awesome. But people now, people, have, people can begin to think of grace, you know, as an excuse to live in sin. See, if you live in sin, devil will show you pepper. See, devil already, already, already hates you because right? he hates your gods. See, if you begin to live in sin, he will show you pepper. Okay? So do not open the door to the devil by living in sin. Okay? Don't let the devil hinder you of God's best. See, the Bible says, the devil goes about like a right lion. He goes about stalking, looking for who to divorce. He's going everywhere looking for who to divorce. See, if you live a life of unrepentant sin, you are at risk of the devil devouring you. This is pretty important. So, when you are praying, 
and therefore it's not coming and it's delayed or disappointment. Check yourself. Am I living in sin? Have I become used to such nothing? Have I made this thing now normal in my life? Is it now a normal thing? How I become to lie regularly? Is it now, you know, regular? Just I I, I life freestyle, you know. Check those things, okay? Check your 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 work in holiness. Sometimes sin can stand as a gap between you and God's best for you. There's no way you can enjoy God's best with a sin, with a nagging sin in your life. So note this down. Note this down. We can't meddle with sin and expect to live the best life that God has for us. You cannot. Take it down also. In general sense, nagging sin opens the door to the devil to afflict and in that we are receiving God's perfect will for our life. Again, in a general sense, nagging sin opens the door to the devil to afflict and also in that our receiving God's perfect will for us. Amen. Very, very important. Check your your work with God. Check your holiness, okay? We are called to live holy. There is no excuse for living in sin. Okay, going forward. Check also that what you are believing for, you have the backing of the word on it. What does the word say over that issue? You cannot be praying to God and believing on the foundation. What does God say about your health, your academics, your career, your, your business, your finances? You have got to be standing on God's word in your prayer. So you are praying according to God's word, like so and so and so. No, you will have God's word as backing to have that prayer answered. What exactly is your backing, okay, to make that prayer request? So some people will pray and say, God, if it's your will to heal me, you will heal me. That is not to stand on the word. The gospel says it is his will to heal you. So you have got to stand on the sure foundation of God's word. You can't be, you know, in between of God's, on, on God's word and, and get answers. You have got to stand, okay? Stand assured of God's will over that issue. It is very important. And when you find God's will over that issue, you know, stand your ground on the word. Do not back down. We said weeks ago that the, the, the faith that refuses to give up, the faith that, that refuses to give up is, 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 is great faith in the biggest sense. Faith that will not give up is great faith in, in the widest sense. Faith that, that refuses to give up is great faith in the widest sense. Amen. Now, for example, talking about praying based on God's word. Now, some, 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 some people can pray and say, I'm decreeing, I'm, I'm decreeing. So and so, and so again, you will date me. I decree over you, you will date me. I decree over you, you will date me. That is not a prayer based on the word. You can't decree against your life. You cannot decree again into your life. You have to go and ask her, and she'll say yes or no. You can't decree that God, that fine boy on my street, let him ask me out. That, no, you cannot decree. That, that is not a valid prayer. You cannot use your prayer to manipulate someone else's will. You understand? You can't pray. No, it, it does not work. Amen. So, 
you cannot pray a prayer out of God's will for your life. Okay? And God's will is found in Scripture. You know, people have prayed before that God give me that man's wife. Real life. That God, I decree, you will give me that man's wife. I decree. You, I decree over that man, over his wife. His wife comes to me now. That is not a valid prayer. Your prayer must be word-based. Your prayer must stand on the word, God's will. Okay? You cannot pray, you know, first prayer and still not be answered. It does not work that way. So when your motive is to steal what is not yours, envy, you know, um, envy, show off, um, pride, those kind of prayers do not get answered. James told them, says, you ask and you don't receive because you are asking with the wrong motives to show off, to, to pepper them. Not like God, I want this car to pepper my neighbors. God will not answer. God, I want the new iPhone so I can show them that I serve a big God. That's my prayer. We don't, you know, we don't, we don't come with, 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 a, with a show off. With a perfect mindset to show them small girl, big God. You know, those kind of prayers do not go anywhere. So, your prayer has got to be based on God's will and with the right motives. Okay? Very important. Also, do not allow doubts concerning those promises to stay in your, in your, in your, in your head. Do not allow doubts over God's promises. You have got to resist doubt. Resist doubt. Okay? Don't allow doubt. When that comes, fight back. Resist doubt. Doubt is a problem. Resist doubt. Okay? No, for example, right now, I, I resist thoughts. When I get the wrong thought, I, 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 shut, I, thought, I thought the thought shut up. I pray like this. Shut up. I tell my thought shut up. When I have a bad thought, I tell the thought shut up. So, practice Shutting down thoughts that are not God's. Shut down doubts. So you pray that that does come and say, what is that not Shut the shut the deadly trap of that thought off. Shut it off. Do not allow evil thoughts to linger in your head. Okay? Don't allow evil thoughts linger in your head. That is in James 4 5 8. That one that doubts is like the wave of the sea. Toss to and fro. Let, let that man not think he will receive anything from God. So, do not allow doubts. Of course, thoughts of that will come. The devil will always bring you that good thought. Your own job is to resist and keep proclaiming God's word. Okay? See, look at this. See, Faith will work in your heart, even with doubt in your head. Faith will work in your heart, even with doubt in your head. See, I'm saying this, that you must be sure that that food thought will always come. It does not mean your faith has false. No. Okay? Your job is to resist the that food thought and keep insisting on God's word. When a thought comes in and says, you not get well, say, I receive my healing. I am fully made whole. That food thought live now. Okay? Practice Resisting devil's thoughts. Resist every evil thought. See, sometimes we don't know that the thoughts in our head, they're not, they're not always hard. 
The devil runs towards system. So he plants thoughts in our heads. Can you remember Peter? Peter, Peter in the same meeting told Jesus Christ, you know, you are the son of God, you know, and God, Jesus Christ told him, ah, you receive Rema from Jesus, you receive power from from God, okay? Friend of God speaks to you, yet from God. Now, in that same meeting, Peter told Jesus Christ that you will not die, you know, you will not die, you will live, you know, that you will not die and die for humanity. And Christ told him, you know, and rebuked Satan, saying that, saying that that word that Peter spoke was no gospel, it was a specific dream. So, in the same meeting, Peter heard God and heard the devil. So I'm saying this, not every thought in your head is yours. Some thoughts in your head are from the devil. And you have got to what? Resist. Some thoughts in your head are from the devil. But people, people make think of letting those thoughts to linger. When you allow those thoughts to linger, they go, from, they go from your head to your heart. Again, when you allow thoughts, wrong thoughts to linger, they will go from your head to your heart. So never allow wrong thoughts to settle down. Cast it out and keep declaring God's word. Note this down. Thinking faith thoughts and speaking faith words will lead to will lead the act to victory in in every situation. Again, thinking faith thoughts and speaking faith words will lead the act to victory in every situation. One more time. Thinking faith thoughts and speaking faith words will lead your act to victory in every situation. Amen. Going forward, desire matters. Mark 11, 24. Mark 11, 24. Mark 11, 22, 24. Mark 11, from verse 22 to 24. Desire matters. Look at them. Let me come in. Are we there? Mark 11 to 24. So, have faith in God. Subscribe answer. Truly I tell you, if anyone to this mountain, go through the temple to see, and what happens is that, but believe that the, what they say will happen, it will be done for them. 24. Therefore, I tell you, whatsoever you ask in prayer, now, and again, you say, whatsoever you desire in prayer, believe you have received them, and it will be yours. Whatsoever you have asked in prayer, or whatsoever you, have, you, you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. And it will be yours. Now, circle the ask, circle desire. Okay? The key word here is whatsoever you desire, there has got to be a real desire to have those things. Some people are, are flippant, you know. If God does it, fine. If he doesn't do it, fine. That, that is not a real desire. Real faith is, 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 is short, it, it, it's assured of what he wants. Real faith is not, you know, Tobashi, fine, Tobashi, fine. No, real faith, you know, knows what he wants and goes after it. Real faith is steadfast, is steady, knowing what he wants. When we came to Christ for prayers, we would ask them, what do you want? What people want is more important than what belongs to them. So God counts for you everything, but what you want is what you will get. So there has to be on your part. Concrete desire. 
not 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 you know, not in two minds that maybe maybe not no you have got to have a concrete desire I say if you are willing see if you are willing and obedient you will eat the good of the land are you willing you want to prosper you want to manage your life okay there has to be a willing what is your will over issues on prosperity what do you want do you want to prosper or not manage what do you want are you too when it comes to money are you too mind do you want to be blessed you have got to have a concrete desire yet if you can't be in two parts you have got to be willing you've got to be willing to enjoy these things okay you have got to have desire now for example now you pray for somebody for example um Let's say, let's say someone is terminally ill and you know about to die, and you pray for them that if not that they should live. But if person wants to die, I go to heaven. It's likely your prayer will not work. Okay, if person wants to die, it is likely your prayer will not because there has to be desire. There has to be desire. So you pray it will not work. Maybe the person. Does not want that prayer to answer. The answer. Person wants to go home. Okay, so you know you, you, might, you might blame yourself. You know, okay, I pray. I pray for the person. He did not wake up. You know, he died or something. What if the person just wants to go home? So, in many cases, right, you might have to talk people out, out, out of wants to die. For example, this story of, of, of a woman at, of 82 years old. You know, can take can, can take his children of when when I say pastor. She was 82. You know, she was terminally ill and she was told she would die. And she was like. Kenneth, you know, I'm 82, you know, I've lived a good life, I'm born again, city sealed, you know, I don't mind going right now, I don't mind going. I can then convince that, okay, yes, you will go, but don't go with your sickness. This does not glorify God, okay? Let's get you healed, okay? Then if you want, you can go. So they prayed together, she got healed. Lived for another 10 years, they went. You see, he had to talk her out of want to die. Otherwise, he would die. She would die rather. Okay? There had to be on her part desire. 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 Okay? There was a case of people that said, I will pray for, and they did not want to. They did, they did not want to pray for They just wanted to go. You cannot help it. They will go. So, um, there has to be desire. 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 Very, very important. Now, when you have checked all these things, okay, you check that you know you are not blaming God for it. You have, you have said it's God's God's will to get your needs met. That's your will to get it. You have your body healed, okay. So you check God's will, okay. You check check also your life that there is no sin, no 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 nagging sin, blood from blood from, from getting your breath answered. Check also. You also check there is standing on God's word. Checked. You also check also that if you are not allowing doubt, you check. Check also that you have a real desire for answer to prayer. Checked. What next? Ask in faith. Ask in faith. Ask God in faith. But Mark 11, 24 says, If you believe, okay, and you know that you have, you will have whatsoever you say. So, when you check that, you know, you're not blaming God for the problem, no nuggets in your life, standing on God's word, not allowing doubts, you have a real desire. Next thing, ask in faith. Okay? Ask in faith. You will have also 
ever you. So just pray, Lord, I receive healing over the sickness in Jesus' name. Okay? Or ask in faith that Lord, you know, um, ask in faith that Lord, this bill is met. Ask in faith. Ask in faith. Okay? I want to ask in faith. Consider it done. Why? Just if you believe, you will receive. So once you have asked and you believe, consider it done. Like again, Mark. Can we hear me? Are we following? Can we hear me? Am I, amen. Can we hear me? Is it good? Glory to God. Mark 11. Mark 11 from 22. Now go to, go to 24, 24. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So once you ask, believe that you have received and it will be yours. So pray and just don't pray it once. Pray it once that Lord, I receive healing over this issue. Or, you know, you sickness live now. Or, Father, I receive this bill paid. So and so amount of money comes to me in Jesus' name. That bill is met. Once you have asked, believe you have received it and it will be yours. So once you have made that prayer, consider it done. The prayer of faith is a singular decree. Decree it and believe it is done. Never go back again to change the confession. Believe it is done. Amen. Next thing, begin to thank God for it. Thank God. Thank God, you know, before you see the result, once you have prayed, begin to thank God. Thank you because my health is perfected. Thank you because my bills are paid. Thank you because my needs are met. Thank you because, you know, everything is working together for my good. Once you have prayed about it, begin to thank God for it. Thank God for it. Then take action. Act like you have it. So, for example, you pray over a, you know, you, you feel tired, you feel sick in your body, and you pray over the, pray over the, over the issue. Get up and begin to act as though you are well. How do people behave? They get up and go to work, right? So, once you pray for that issue, get up and begin to act as though you are well. Amen. Faith takes it now. Finally, finally, be inspired by people's testimonies. So, get people's testimonies of where they had a similar issue and they believed God. And even they took a while, God answered them. But they believed God, they prayed, and, and God answered immediately. Get the testimonies. Let them help you to, you know, to, to help your expectation, to keep your faith, you know, expectant, you know, to receive from God. There's power in testimonies. There's power in people's testimonies. There's power in people's testimonies. So be inspired by people's testimonies, okay? Read them and enjoy them. In conclusion, keep going. Make corrections, but keep going. Never hang your faith. The devil wants you to hang your faith on that issue 
and give up. Okay? Once you give up, your enemy has won. So, don't give that pleasure. Never give up. Always leave your feet in the game. Always stay in the game. Never give up. Don't give the devil that pleasure. Never give up. No matter how long it takes, never give up. Wear the devil out. Mount your resistance. Never give up. Never back down. So, I'll share the testimony with us of Corey Blake. Now, Corey Blake is the current head of John Judith's ministry. From years back, many years ago, his first child died. She was sick, you know, for a while, you know, she finally died. They called everybody they could call to, to pray for her. They, 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 they could not get anybody to answer, you know, to, to join in prayer. So, the child died. But right there and there, he told God that if he finally learned how to pray for the sick and get them healed and outweigh the dead, he would never be too busy or unavailable to pray for someone in need. So he made a, he made a resolution that he would learn how to get people healed by faith. He would learn how to raise the dead. And once he does, he will be available at all times to pray for the sick, you know, to always meet people's needs. That is how a champion responds to defeat. That is how a champion responds to defeat. Okay, guess what? Later on, he had another child. And this child fell from a height and died. Look at that. Another child fell again and died. And instantly, the thought came, Oh God, this, this happened again, you know. This, this happened again. And right there, the feet set him in the face again. He stared in the face. Was, you know, for the thought came. But this time, he picked up the child and kept the feeling about the child. You will live and not die. 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 The more he said it, the more his voice grew stronger. The more he said it, the more his voice grew stronger and stronger as he went on. Guess what? The child came back to life. You know what this means? You might have lost a battle, but there will be other battles coming. Will you be ready for the next battle? Or will you give up now and never walk my feet again? Again. You might have lost this battle now. But there will be other battles. There will be other battles to come. Will you be ready to win the next battle? Or will you give up now and never try to walk by faith again? Will you give up because of a delay and what the devil withhold what is yours? Or will you take this issue, you know, and make it your, your motivation to learn how to get results next time? Will you hold on and get what is yours? So you must respond to life as a champion. Never back down to defeat. Prepare for the next battle. Even, even if even, even you look like, look like you have lost now, prepare for the next battle. Never, you know, don't hang your faith. Keep going. So you prayed over that sickness, it did not go. You have, you have to use medicine for it to go. Fine, go down as fast. The next one, prepare before the next one. Okay? 
Always be ready for the next battle. Okay, that is how winners respond to defeat. Now we play this morning. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.